Hello, fellow sojourners. I'm your host, Dave Layton, and welcome to Travel with a Purpose, a podcast designed to keep sojourners and friends informed, entertained, and inspired. In this episode, I want to review some common maintenance tips for our RVs. Now, I won't cover an exhaustive list, and most of these tips apply to travel trailers or fifth-wheel rigs. Some apply to all rigs, but motorhomes have their own unique systems and different maintenance requirements. While recently doing some shopping into what it would take to replace our RV, I came across an interesting statistic that said the average life expectancy for a travel trailer is 10 years. Of course, that was an average number, meaning some lasted longer, some lasted shorter. Well, that got me to really thinking because our rig is 15 years old. It's well past the time of life from that statistic. And yes, there are some signs of aging for our rig, but it's still going strong. And best of all, it's paid for. I began researching what it takes to help not necessarily guarantee a longer than average life for an RV. So I wanted to share some of the ideas I found and some things I've learned. By the way, the consensus is that fiberglass RVs last longer than aluminum ones. Now I apologize to our Airstream owners, you are the exception, but fiberglass RVs seem to be more durable and stand up to weather conditions better. Well, I'll leave it up to you as to which you which pipe that you like. Uh, we have a fiberglass fifth wheel and I still have to maintain it. If you've priced new or newer RVs, you know that the price range is almost, if not as much as a traditional home. Well, the information that I'm going to present is valuable to us as sojourners because we use our rigs more often than other folks and so we need to maintain them. Some of you are full timers, or as Danny and Lynn Spain stated, most timers. Well, it's very it's a very important element to help your rig last longer to keep it properly maintained, and that's for all the systems of the RV. Don't wait a long time to fix something, even something small, because it will only get worse as you travel over the rough roads we find everywhere. Prevention is a lot less expensive than repairing after the fact. Perhaps the most famous quote by Ben Franklin is true on RV maintenance. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It takes effort, time, and of course money to properly maintain your rig. But it can help it last many more years if we take care of our investment. Before we get into specific RV maintenance suggestions, I'd also like to suggest you keep a maintenance log. There are several good logs available on the internet that are free to download, or you can develop one that's specific to your rig. A maintenance log helps you remember what you've checked on, when, and of course the results. Also, when you get ready to sell or trade your rig, you can show how you've maintained it and what has been replaced. This adds value to your rig. Let's talk about the importance of cleaning your rig. I've learned that as I clean my rig, I see things that I might not have noticed by just doing a general walk around. Don't let dirt and such from the road build up on the rig. The front of your rig especially needs care since it gets hit by everything, especially bugs. Cleaning your rig certainly includes cleaning the inside. 
Inside cleaning is a whole different podcast episode for the future. And one more thing, don't forget to check the underside of your rig. We pick up a lot of dirt, grease, oil, and even possible debris from the road. And while you're under your rig, take a few minutes to look at your system wiring and your brakes and those sort of things that are underneath that rig to see if anything has come loose or broken. Well, back to cleaning. Most RVs are made of either aluminum or fiberglass. There may even be some that are a combination of materials. But regardless of the type of outer materials, you still need to maintain the rig as well as the inside and systems. Think about your skin. It has to be maintained. So too does the skin of your RV. Now I use a product called Simple Green. It's a general cleansing agent. It's mild, but it is effective. But sometimes we need a specialized product to remove items like bugs, tar, or other things that just don't clean off as well. I once read a suggestion that after cleaning the front of the rig, that you wipe it down with WD-40. The author of the article said it helps keep bugs, tar, and such items from sticking to the front. Well, I tried it, but I couldn't tell a significant difference. You might try it and give us some feedback on it. When I wash my rig, I start with the roof. The roof is one of the most critical areas of your rig. If it fails, it'll let water in that can severely damage your rig. Always look out for a buildup of leaves, twigs, or other items. This can be a problem if you park around trees. But remember also that the sun takes a toll on the roof. I mentioned that I use Simply Green to clean the rig. I also use it on my roof. Uh, as I said, it's mild. And, and it, it doesn't have any uh, bleach or any other harsh agents in it. You want to avoid any products that contain any oil-based additives as well. These can break down the roof fabric. When I uh, wash the roof, I clean a section of the roof at a time, and then I rinse it off. And after finishing washing the entire roof, I give it one more thorough rinse. And then after it dries, I do a close inspection of all the seals that are around the sides of the roof, and then the various vents and, of course, the air conditioner. I also look for sealing materials that might have become chalky or less pliable. If I spot something that looks like uh, excessive wear or tear, I immediately replace it uh, or repair it. Well, whatever type of sealant that you use, uh, you, you want to make certain it's compatible with the materials you have on the roof. Now, I'm a big fan of Eternabond for repairs, but there are many good products available. I keep a roll of Eternabond and polybutylene tape with me whenever we travel. Well, let's talk about the skin of the RV. Uh, one of the most important items that wear out first are the weather seals. These are the ones that seal around doors and windows. They're designed to keep water and air out of the RV. Water is one of our worst enemies, so it's vital to keep all the seals treated. There are many commercial products designed to extend the life of seals by keeping them clean, flexible, and protected from dry rot and mildew. A lot of cleaners and treatments are silicone-based to help keep the seals flexible. It's a good idea to treat the seals every six months or so, if not more often. It's, it is not a bad idea to keep a supply of the treatment on hand in case you notice that there is a need. 
and that way you can treat it immediately. And while you're talking about seals, don't forget about the slide-out seals. This includes a seal around the slide-out box, uh, that seal to the body of the RV, and then the edge seal that joins to the box when the slide-out is closed. And while you're maintaining the seals of the slide-out, go ahead and lubricate the gears or track for the slide-out. It's best to use a dry lubricant for this. Uh, there are several good ones out there but that are specifically designed for that. Uh, next, I want to talk about maintaining everyone's favorite RV system, the holding tank. These tanks hold three types of water that matter to us. Of course, there's the fresh water, but most of us don't use fresh drinking water systems since we usually stay where uh, there, we have access to water from an external source. But if you do use the system, the, the fresh drinking water, you want to maintain the pump and you want to be sure and sanitize the tank. Uh, there are some procedures for this that, again, you can find out on uh, YouTube. Uh, but when you sanitize the system, you're keeping bacteria from uh, uh, building up. But then there's also the gray water system, which is water from your sink and shower. And then there's the black water system, which, of course, is your sewer. Uh, some systems I've seen have actually combined these together, but generally they're, they're separate tanks and are treated separately. Uh, while you're talking about holding tanks, don't forget to lubricate the valve rods that open up so you can drain it. Uh, it's recommended you lubricate these also uh, with a dry spray. Uh, this prevents grit from building up on the rods. Now, it seems simple, but you need to make sure that you're maintaining your system every time you dump the gray and black water tanks. After completing the dumping process, take time to rinse the pipes. This also helps keep the unpleasant odors down. Be sure and put some water back in the black water tank so you can add treatment. And while you're cleaning out that tank, look at your pipes, the sewer pipes that are exposed out there. Make sure there's no crack. Uh, no leaks that are going on. Uh, the um, seals sometimes around where the pipes connect can uh, dry rot or, or crack or whatever, and those need to be replaced. And uh, you certainly don't want any of the pipes to break. Uh, they are exposed to the road a lot of times, and so you might kick up a rock or something. So keep an eye on those as well. Well, we're looking at the outside of the rig. Uh, don't forget to maintain the awning and the awning supports. Don't. And I am speaking from experience. Don't leave your awning out all the time. It's a great collector of rainwater, and it can quickly become heavier than the awning supports can hold. Uh, also, the awning is an amazing sail, even in the most moderate of wind. It can quickly rip or tear away from the RV, and this would result or will result in a lot of money and time to replace it. It's a good idea to not leave your rig with the awning out or leave it out overnight. Now, there's some commercial products designed specifically to wash the vinyl awnings and treat afterwards. Uh, just like with the roof and the sides, when I wash it, I, I, I use Simple Green as a cleaner. Now, if I need to treat it, there are, like I said, there are some commercial products. But after I wash it, I let it dry thoroughly. Top and bottom. I mean, on the top side and then on the bottom side. You want to let it dry completely before you roll it back up. Well, let's drop down now to the tires. 
tires are critically important to our safety. First, know the codes that are on the outside of your tire so you know the age of manufacturing. I won't go into detail here about how to read the code. It's, it's really quite simple, but you can search on YouTube or the internet and learn how to do this, or you can ask a tire technician. Most RV tire manufacturers and technicians will tell you to not go more than five years on a set of tires. Some people actually won't go more than four. That's a personal choice. But even though you might not see cracks or other issues, the tires begin to break down and it could result in a catastrophic failure, also known as a blowout, and that can damage the rig, the tow vehicle, or even yourself. If you're parking your rig for a longer period, consider covering the tires. Some folks even recommend removing the tires if you're storing your rig for a long period. But most sojourners, we use our rigs often enough that this might not be practical. But covering them is a good idea. This helps prevent ultraviolet damage. You should also wash the tires. Uh, now, some people like to treat tires with something like Armorall or some other products. I've, I've heard mixed reviews on that, but you do want to inspect the tires after you've cleaned them and look for any visible signs of wear or damage, uh, cracks or anything like that you might see. Always check your tire pressure before you begin the trip. And don't forget to check the, the spare tire. It's a good idea to check that the uh, pressure for the tires every morning before you start the next leg of the trip. A lot of folks also carry a tire heat indicator to see if there's a problem with one of the tires overheating due to perhaps a problem with the wheel or the axle. Uh, I have a tire pressure monitor and a heat monitor that I use to help with this. But don't forget to check the lug nuts to make sure they're properly tightened. I keep a torque wrench and lug nut wrench in my rig to make certain that the lug nuts are equally tightened. If one lug nut loosens up, it can cause others to loosen up due to vibration and uneven pressure. I've seen pictures of rigs after a tire falls off and it's not pretty. And by the way, not just your rig, but also again, if you're pulling it uh, with a tow vehicle, you want to maintain those tires as well. Well, as, uh, as well as maintaining the tires, don't forget the wheel bearings and the brakes. Check these as often as you feel is necessary, but it's common to check them at least annually. If you've traveled in an area where perhaps there's a lot of dirt or sand or something that might get up into the wheel bearings, uh, just take a little bit of time and check to make sure that they're still properly lubricated. If you travel in the city or mountains or hilly areas that require frequent braking, then you'll need to check the brakes more frequently. I check my battery for my rig about every other month. I disconnect the cables, I check the water levels, and I check using a voltmeter to see that it's outputting the proper level of power. Typically, batteries need to be replaced every three to five years. This varies due to the type of battery and, of course, how well they're maintained. I mentioned that we have a fifth wheel RV. The hydraulics for my landing gear are located in the same area where my battery is. So while I'm checking my battery, I also check that to make sure that the hydraulic fluid is at the proper level and if I need to lubricate any of the mechanism. Some rigs have various types of filters. Uh, I don't have any external filters, but I do have filters for my air conditioner. Uh, these should be checked 
cleaned and, if necessary, replaced at least monthly. Uh, we do this in our traditional home. Well, we should also do it in our RV. All right, well, let's talk about the electrical system for our RV. The electrical system of an RV is a complex system that some may not know how to repair. But there are some things we can do with very little electrical knowledge. Don't try repairs on an electrical system unless you are confident and have basic electrical skills. I want to put a shout out here for Scott Westfall. Scott has produced an excellent guide to basic electrical items. And uh, this is well written, has a lot of great pictures and, and good basic information. And of course, you can also attend his training class during workshop. Uh, we know that our rigs take a lot of abuse on the road. And because of this, electrical connections can work loose. It's a good idea to every now and then look to see if any screws connecting the face plates or other items may have worked loose. Uh, look for frayed electrical cords, including shore power cords. Check circuit breakers to see if they're functioning properly. Look for signs of corrosion or scorch marks from sparks. Inspect fuses to make certain they are seated securely. Now, I want to warn you, never do any electrical repairs or even checking your electrical system unless you uh, know that the power is turned off. Well, if you smell a hot plastic smell in or around your rig, it might be that there's a short and the plastic insulation is overheating. Immediately disconnect the power until you find where it's coming from. Make repairs or replace the cord before repowering the rig. Keep your battery items such as uh, fire and smoke alarms uh, serviced as well. Also, don't forget your carbon monoxide and propane leak alarms. Keep these maintained, clean, and not obstructed. Note also that these items have an expiration date. Uh, this is when they should be replaced. The last item I want to discuss is our propane system for the RV. Be aware that propane tanks must be recertified every five years or so. There's the date of when the tank was manufactured, usually stamped on the collar at the top of the tank. When you take a tank in to be refilled, they are supposed to check the date. If it's out of date, you can often have the technician recertify the tank. Uh, like many other RV maintenance items, paying attention to this can save your life. Check the propane lines as well. Look for loose connections and dry rot. Replace all components that show any unusual wear. If you smell propane, stop using the system, shut off the gas flow, and find the leak. You can use a spray bottle with a soapy solution to spray on the connections. If there is a leak, it will bubble up. You usually have to replace hoses or connectors, but it may be that the connection simply is worked loose and can be tightened. Well, sojourners like to be problem solvers. We learn a lot as we maintain our rigs, but not everyone that owns an RV is an expert on how everything works. If you run into an issue that you don't know how to handle, don't be embarrassed or afraid to ask someone that knows about it. Uh, one thing about sojourners, not only do we like to be problem solvers, but we like to help people as well. There are many YouTube videos that teach a lot about RV maintenance. If you have a question, or you, know, you can just take a few minutes and look at these. It might save you a lot of money, or even your life. Well, friends... 
That wraps up this episode. And as I said, this is not an exhaustive list, but I did want to offer some suggestions that I've learned and have heard from others. And let's be safe out there. If you have a topic to suggest for this podcast, or you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, or if you know someone we should have as a guest, please email me. The email is sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. That's sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. Also, please follow our podcast to keep updated when new episodes are published. Well, I'm your host, Dave Layton, and remember to glorify God as we travel with a purpose.